My name is Fitz, and I'm the CEO of the Fitz Group. I'm glad you've chosen to listen to this week's excerpt from our weekly TFG Hotspot. Since early 2000, this weekly meeting has been a focal point of gathering the sales force together. This business can be a lonely business, and gathering with others in the fight is hugely beneficial. We have found that either the meeting needs you, or you need the meeting. This excerpt, entitled Tales from the Field, is the portion of our meeting where the top producers for the week share their secrets. And now, on to today's lesson. All righty, one, two, three, four, five. This should be um, a really great group. This is gonna be a great group of people to listen to this morning, um, consistent top producers. Um, we're gonna get started this morning with Marty Doge. Um, Marty is normally here in Dallas with us, but I believe that he is on the road to Houston. I'm not sure if we'll be, hopefully be able to hear from him. 146 dials, he made 24 contacts, had 13 appointments, and sat on six of them. He had six applications, 12 referrals, and wrote $4,716. Are you with us this morning, Marty? I'm here. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Beautiful. Tell us something this week, Marty, that can help those that will be out there working this next coming week. Well, first and foremost, Miss Heather, we always love it when you run the sales meeting. You're doing an amazing job. And if people think they can do it better, well, they're wrong. <laughs> well, don't, tell Fitz, don't tell Fitz I said that. Uh, <laughs> this week, uh, unfortunately, I am not on my way down to Houston. I am in a hotel room in Longview, Texas. Um, I went out this week and uh, it just didn't go the way that it should. And so I got on the phone Sunday night, uh, which is normally the day that I spend with my girls. And uh, I made about another 80 phone calls and booked, uh, I don't know, six or seven more appointments yesterday and today. So more than half of that production came yesterday and I still have four appointments today just trying to um, get the numbers up. And so uh, don't quit. Don't think that you're alone if, if you go out and run appointments and, and things don't go well. I mean, um, everybody that, that's heard my story kind of chuckles when I say it, but I didn't write apps for the first six months even though I've been here, uh, oh, I'm sorry, Marty Doge, uh, my wife, Diane, and I have been here for nine and a half years. So, um, yes, Megan, I smoked you about four bucks. Um, but it, it, you know, you, you wake up and, and you have to make a decision. Do you, do you just allow the simple fact that your production wasn't that good for the week and you just say, well, I'll, get, I'll do it better next week? Well, this is a commission business and, and my, my team is not big enough where I can live off the override. So uh, I looked at my wife and said, today's day for you and Avery has going to have to be cut short. I got stuff to do. So uh, I'll leave you with this. Just uh, what are you going to do? You know, things don't go the way that you want them to do. What do you do? Well, I made more phone calls. And so I'm, I'm three hours away from home, going to run some more appointments today. You know, and I think that, um, again, I mean, that's a really um, encouraging message because it's one of those things, like I was saying at the beginning, I mean, you can do something when the day doesn't go as you thought it should, you can do something different and better tomorrow. Those are wise words. I mean, Marty, for those of you that don't know, Marty's in the top five, maybe even top three of producers in the Fitz group. He is a consistently strong producer. Um, so, but this is why, because he's got the 
um, ability to go, okay, that didn't go as I planned and we're just going to keep going. Um, and I applaud that and thank you for inspiring. Somebody needed to hear that this week because somebody didn't keep going and got disappointing results and they were just inspired to say, hey, I can keep going and, and get more too. So thanks for sharing with us, Marty. You got it. Um, all right, congratulations to, to Marty. Moving on now to Adam Johnson, uh, part of the McGill team. He did 120 dials, had 18 contacts, 12 appointments, 12 sits. Wow, 11 apps, that's a good number a week. 10 referrals. Um, 10 of them were life apps for $6,019.08, and he did write one annuity for $13,742.13, his total being $6,706.19. No? Hey, hey, can you hear me, Heather? Yes. Good morning, Adam. How are you? I'm fired up to be here. Thanks for having me. Um, Adam Johnson, I live in West St. Paul, Minnesota, south of St. Paul. I'm director Grace McGill, and I was just slacking Bruno. I think somehow the numbers got entered incorrectly today. Um, that 13,000 number was actually my total adjusted premium. My annuity was for 154,461. All right, let's see if I can change that. Hold on. I don't know. I'm not fitzy, but I think I can. That actually probably puts you up top, huh? 154, what was it? 461. 461. Yeah, and that actually puts you in the number one spot. But you know what? You're you're uh, gonna be uh, teaching. <laughs> you have the number one spot this week either way. So, but why don't you tell us then about that though? Share with us um, while we have you that uh, give us give. Remember, I mean, this is an audience of people, most of whom never written an annuity for 154000 and definitely never been maybe at the top of the leaderboards. Give them something that can help them be more successful this week. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so first of all, I, I got to just kind of comment leading up to this. I had three weeks in a row that were a little rough. Um, it just seemed like I, I couldn't, I wasn't connecting with my clients. I wasn't writing as much premium. So this week is actually about the same amount as a couple of weeks prior. Um, so I was, it, I was really fired up. My close rate was high. Um, as far as the close rate, I just had to remind myself to slow down and connect with my clients. Just I, sometimes I get so in the routine and it's routine for me, but it's not routine for my client. I mean, this is their life that we're talking about and I need to connect with them. Uh, on a personal basis. So I just really focused on that and slowing down, getting to know them better, looking at pictures on the wall and uh, just kind of understanding where they're coming from. So that's what I attribute my app count uh, to this week. Um, the annuity was a client of mine. Now this was a mortgage protection lead um, and my client is uh, still working full time and in her early seventies and she has a 401 she's contributing to and then she also has a, uh, a variable annuity. And when I was going through the fact finder, the, the, the green sheet on the mortgage protection, I asked, you know, okay, what other assets do we have that could maybe offset the mortgage? And she said, well, I've got my 401k. I said, great, how much is that? And she told me, and she said, I have an IRA. I said, great, how much is that? She goes, I'm afraid to look. That was her response. She knew she was losing money somewhere, somehow. And she said, I'm afraid to look. I think it's about 125,000. And I just said, did you want to maybe have, take a look at putting something, putting that in something safer? 
And she said, absolutely. And I said, well, I partner with, with a gentleman down in our corporate office in North Carolina. His name's Chris Norris and he's great at this. I can maybe go over this, but let's just, let's come back to that later. Um, we'll kind of talk about the mortgage protection. So that was on our first appointment. So then essentially we filled out the green sheet after we wrote her, we wrote her six months in mortgage protection. That's it. It wasn't a big policy. Um, just something so her sister can trans transition the home. And then I met with her three other times before we wrote the annuity. So it took, uh, I'm sorry, two other times. So it was a total of three appointments to write the annuity. And the second one was just more fact finding. Chris asked more questions that I didn't know and uh, to ask, that I'm learning to ask better. And I probably could have saved a whole other appointment had I asked the questions. Um, and then the last one was just actually writing the annuity. And by the time we, we got there for that appointment, it was, it was a done deal. We'd already talked about it. We understood what her concerns were. She's worried about losing money. She wanted guaranteed income. We knew what her, what her income needed to be at retirement. And Chris is going to help her manage her other funds in her 401 that she's still contributing to at her full-time job. So um, it was kind of one of those things. I really just trusted the process. I worked closely with Chris and I just, I connected with my client, Cynthia, and she knew that we were looking out for her best interest at the end of the day, um, you know, to help protect the funds and guarantee her, her retirement. Well, and I, what I like about what he's sharing is one, he's helping many of you understand what's available to you. Um, but Adam is also modeling change in that I know he's um, learning more about annuities and figuring out how to more comfortably uncover that in the home. And when I say comfortably, it's like he just said, the client, the clients have got to believe that you are after their best interest, not after their money. And Adam is working on that, um, how to present himself in a manner that his true heart is reflected to the client. So he's absolutely a great example of someone who is decided, I'm going to change a few things so I can get a different result. And that's what he's showing you is what's available to you in annuity sales. And annuity sales, um, as you can see, can be quite lucrative. I mean, 154000 <laughs> um, and that bumped him up 7,000 in premium uh, and annualized premium for the week. So anyway, thanks for sharing with us, Adam. And we look forward to hearing more about how you overcome objections here shortly. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Heather. Appreciate okay. it. I'm getting a little bit of a timeout here from our um, behind the scenes guy who does a fabulous job week after week. Um, I don't know. Are we getting a change in numbers? Yeah, I'm guessing. All right. We're getting a change in numbers. Is there also a mistake with Adrian's numbers? Adrian, his total premium is apparently his line base paid at 11000 We just like it week after week, wanting you to know that this is, in fact, a live show. We don't ever want you to question that, you know? Like, we don't want you to think we're edited down or, you know, just coming at you with all of our best qualities. It's important you see that we don't always emulate perfection around here as well. Um, so sometimes we make adjustments, but you know what? Again, hey, we're like-minded people and okay. And so we, um, we're okay with that. We're okay with just doing better tomorrow and, you know, continuing to move forward. So I'll tell you, I've had to learn that personally. Um, and it's interesting to model that and then try to teach it to your kids. Um, my oldest son 
is um, in an environment in school. It's a small class, small school, you know, private school, and he plays the trumpet in the band. And um, he is the, he's in eighth grade, so in the middle school band, he gets to be like the first trumpet, you know, he thinks he's the stuff. And they really like kind of really the, the, the band director has kind of made us feel like, oh yeah, he's, he's really got it, you know? So he went to compete on Friday night in the like regional to try to make the regional band. I took him up for an audition, his very first audition. Um, he came from a soccer game and literally walked in and went straight into the audition because it was last call. Um, but he went in pretty confident and there's 90 trumpets and you, they had to be in the top 16 to get in. And he went in, I mean, I think because they had built him up so big in this small little school, he went in pretty confident he was going to make it into the top 16. Like that was no problem regionally. Well, he came around the corner and he was 42nd out of 90. And um, so it, but you know, we had a 30 minute ride home after that. And um, it's just such an interesting time to, to, for all of us to sort of dig into the psychology behind what happens when we fail and how are we going to respond to that? Um, and what it does to us, you know, because he's real, he's real driven. And so he's real sensitive. And so, you know, at first it's a little bit of tears and, but then he kind of gathers himself, but he's ready to go. You don't want to be there anymore. He's like, we're going down here, mom, let's go. You don't want to be around his friends anymore. Right. Um, and on the ride home, he's like, I think part of it is just the embarrassment of having to tell people at school that I didn't do well. And I was like, well, um, really that's a good practice. It's good to be humble. It's good to have to do that. It's not a bad thing. It's actually really good for your character. Um, but you have to also remember, I mean, of the 13 trumpets at school, he was the only one that went and gave it a try. Like no one else even tried. So for those of you that are out there, you know, making dials and going to um, clients and feeling like, well, I'm no Marty Doge, I'm no Michelle Alleman, I'm no Adam Johnson, what's wrong with me? I'm making dials, it isn't working, you know, that's okay um, because I cannot tell you how many people don't even try. Like I just honor the fact that you try um, and you should honor yourself and feel good about that, that you are trying and um, giving effort in that uh, because you got to celebrate that. Some nights you just kind of go to bed. I mean, I don't know when I'm becoming a mom has made me very happy to go to bed knowing everyone's still breathing. Everyone got fed. I can celebrate those things going to bed at night because most things tend to just be like flying by the seat of my pants most days. Um, and I feel more like a failure than I do like a success just about every day going to bed. Um, and so I've had to learn to combat that and to focus on the good. Uh, and the, the better we can get at that, I think the better we pick ourselves up and do more tomorrow. The problem is that doom loop when we just decide, well, I'm clearly a terrible trumpet player. I'm clearly, you know, I don't even know why I ever tried to go do that. I'm never going to try again. And that's what I don't want for my child. And that's what I wanted to know was that, yeah, the, the sting of, of failure doesn't feel good. But just like I told you, there's still tomorrow. The fact that you can do better next time is a hopeful concept. Um, and so I am, I am feeding that hope into you, hopefully this morning, that no matter what the stream of failure has been, um, there is opportunity for change and success and failure as we begin to think differently and do differently and become differently. So are we ready now? <laughs> okay, well, I gave you guys more. Apparently, I am the speaker today. Um, but anyway, here we go. Uh, we're going to just do Joe Walker then. Oh, wait. 
No, we didn't do Michelle, right? So we're gonna I'm here from Michelle. Um, right? Yes. Yes. Michelle Allman. <laughs> we haven't heard from her yet this morning. I know she's on the road, so I'm not really even certain if we're gonna actually get to hear from her. If we don't, I'm sure there's someone who will be a great substitute down in Houston. And if you don't, let me just say, make sure you tune back in next week because you always want to hear from Michelle. Uh, but Michelle, 185 dials, 23 contacts, 19 appointments, 15 sits, 11 appointments, 32 referrals. And on those 11 appointments, she wrote $8,261.04. And if I know Michelle, that was probably all in one day. So um, we all want to be like her. But who in Houston or Michelle? Or who are we going to hear from? This uh, Michelle is unavailable, so you get me. I hey. knew I said I said we get a fabulous substitute, and I knew it would be you, Mike. So yeah, and I got nothing. I don't know how she does it either. Um, but uh, <laughs> now I'll say this about about just Michelle, and you know this this is a good message for everybody. Like you know what Marty said, you know sometimes you have to give up stuff to to get to where you need to be, and you know, Michelle probably does it so seamlessly today. We don't realize it, but there's many days that she just goes, I got to get out there and make some more appointments. I got to make some more appointments. Got to get more, make more dials. She's in, in Hartford, Connecticut right now, talking with NASA RE with Andy. And, um, they should be heading back to Berlin tomorrow. You'll see her on the, on the TWC. Um, but you know, in this season, this is the best thing I can encourage you is, just to think about, you know, what are you doing right now? Well, you know, if you ask yourself that several times throughout the day, what am I doing right now? And where is it? How is it helping me my, move my business forward? That's kind of the, the, the magic that I think that she doesn't even know that she does that on a day-to-day -day basis. But I see it every day. Um, I see her coming home at 9.30, 10 o'clock, you know, most nights of the week. Uh, that's not hot spot nights. It's just she's out there running you know, um, and she just keeps going until she's done. And, and so, you know, she's got big goals. She wants to do 50,000 this month, you know, just starting out. So, I mean, and, and she's learning more products. She's learning every, she keeps on learning and educating herself and, and, uh, just wait until she really figures out how to do the annuity stuff, um, on a, on a different level. So, um, anyway, just saying, Hey, from Houston, Texas, Michelle loves everybody. Uh, she's a little upset. She's down on the polls today, but you know, there's some good company ahead of us. Proud of you, Joe. Proud of you, uh, Adrian. And Adam, you deserve to be up there at the top, buddy. You, you rock it, man. Keep going. That's all I got to say. Thanks, Mike. For those of you that don't know, Mike and Michelle are married. Um, and so he is uh, just a great witness to her life and how she does make it happen. And um, yeah, there is no doubt that Michelle works hard. Um, and, and that is it is a necessary component to success around here is just simply putting in the work and the effort um, and working hard. And even that sometimes, um, you know, we think we're working hard and then you go hang out with a Michelle Alleman and you realize, oh, I'm not working hard at all. Um, you realize how much harder you can work. And that's one of the great things about getting around like-minded people is it helps you see um, more of what you are capable of. And Michelle does that for us week after week. Okay, let's move on to Joe Walker. Joe will be coming to us from Seattle. Um, Joe and Tawny lead the Walker team up there in the, well, they're all over, but they're based in Seattle. Joe this, himself this week made 35 dials, 12 contacts, 
10 appointments and he sat on eight of them. He wrote eight apps and got five referrals and those eight apps totaled $10,086.84. Those are some great numbers this week, Joe. Share with us something um, that can help the general audience be more successful in the field this week. Okay. Hey, what's up, everybody? Uh, my name is Joe Walker. Me and my rock star wife live over in Seattle, Washington. And um, we were hired by Dan Gillingham. We've been here for a little bit, but um, we got a chance to go out and run some business this week. Um, the first thing I want to say is um, don't fall for the head fake. So if you look at what my, my dials look like, uh, they're like 35 dials. That represents about an hour of work. <laughs> so, you know, typically to get uh, a $10,000 week, you're looking at a lot more dials. And um, I happened to be in a position this week where I, I made my dials really quickly and I had booked my schedule and I was like, oh, okay, I think I'm, I think I'm good. I don't know what I got distracted by, but it happens to everybody. You know, I probably should have had more dials and I probably should have done more appointments. But um, I, feel, I managed to fill up my schedule pretty good. And, uh, but, I, but I just want to let you know, it doesn't happen like that all the time. You, you can't get away with just making 35000 and writing 10000 um, You know, I know that you see that from a lot of, you know, producers. Every once in a while, you'll see like a, a, a rel relatively low dial count, like, maybe 50, 80 dials, and then they're writing like 50, you know, 15,000 or 10,000. But that just doesn't happen all the time. And I really want to encourage, uh, you know, our brand new people that uh, some of the people who have been here for a long time are, actually have a, uh, a skill level that goes in with dials. That's, that's one thing, but still it doesn't, it doesn't take away the fact that you really need to put in a lot of work on the dials so that you can get your appointments up. Um, I had a combination this week of current clients and leads. And so that helped, you know, to mix that up. It's not all 100% leads. And I think when you see the people who are on the, the top of the list every single week, they've always combined current clients with rewrites, with other cancellations, with referrals, with Whatever, you know, it's, it, it's, it's some, some of the production is from leads and some of it is from current clients or referrals or warm market. So it's a combination of that that you're able to develop over the course of time. And that's, that's what I had too. I went out and ran a bunch of appointments. I sat on, um, on eight of them. I came back with eight applications and it was a solid week. But what's funny is that it didn't even really feel like work. It was just going off and doing my thing. And like when you have a full schedule and you, you pretty much know that you're going to wind up writing business. And so that was really kind of encouraging to go out there and go do that. But no, it, that was just one week. And one thing that Dan taught me a long time ago is don't just really don't fall for the head fakes. You know, your emotions might be high on something, but don't let that throw you off of really what you need to be about, which is your, your, uh, your mundane work, your everyday work. And there's, there's really no way around that. So I, I applied not, not what I did. I'm looking at Adrian, like 450, you know, 415 dials. That's a, that's some, that's some, uh, Adam Johnson stuff right there, man. You know, and, and it's not surprising that a guy who is new like that actually gets a, a good result on his production because his dials are high. Um, he's only been here for a couple of months, so I'll let him talk a little bit more about what he's going on, what he has going on. But um, 
I'm, I'm fine with my premium, you guys. 10,000 is always good, but I'm not fine with my, my dial count. And I, and I just want to throw that out there for everybody that that doesn't happen all the time. And, and uh, you know, you just got to be honest about that. And usually it takes a lot more to get that kind of result. So uh, this week I'm hoping to do a lot better on my dials, you know. But, hey, I'm not mad at the 10,000. I'm just telling you. And I, I'm not sad about that. But, uh, but I do want to do a better job on different areas of my work right here. So I just want to throw that out there. Well, and um, I think that's always helpful for people to hear because you're also someone who's pretty consistently in the top five. And, um, but I think many people can relate to that feeling of, oh, I wish I would have done better this week with my dials. Um, but that's also why we get together as a team. Um, I think that the, the objective isn't so much that you never have a bad dial week again, but your bad dial week is better than your last bad dial week, if that makes sense. Um, we're just looking for growth um, and uh, putting yourself around the team is, is how we get that. It's how we push ourselves to keep going and, and push through the human nature that all of us have to battle every single day. One thing I want to add in there, Heather, really quick, is one thing I really tried to improve on this week was my, my tie downs on my appointments, you know, making sure that when I booked an appointment, I actually got to sit it. And I think that made a lot of difference too. So how did you do that? Give us a, a snippet of what that sounded like. Sometimes you got to slow down to speed up. You know, uh, when I'm, when I'm speaking on the phone and talking to people about, you know, what, you know, the appointment setting, I'm really slowing down on, on uh, re-verifying that everybody is who is supposed to be there is going to be there. And, I, and it's not a perfect world, right? People still, you know, I still get no-showed or, you know, they still got to roll to the next week. I had a couple of those this last week too. But um, I slowed down on my script. And then on the tie-down section um, where, where I'm re-verifying their address and where they live and what time we're going to be there, I'm really slowing down on that to make sure that, you know, we have – a solid meeting instead of just getting really excited when they say, yeah, sure. I'll meet with you. I'm like, Oh, fantastic. Click. And then not really helping the person speak back to me, the appointment and let me know where they live and drive me into their driveway. Let me know what color their house is or mailbox or whatever. You know, that seems to make a better for a better appointment than just wishing that they're going to be there because they said they were going to be there. Well, and that, that's a great tip. Like you just helped somebody listening to you this week. It makes me think about um, a coach we used to have in public speaking because it's the same concept, you know, the, the being able to speak kind of faster and then when you're making an important point to slow down and speak slowly, it draws the audience in. If all you do is speak slowly all the time, people lose interest. If all you do is speak too fast, they can't keep up. But the... the, the um, the ebb and flow. And I think that has to be super effective, not only as a public speaker, but on the phone with people, because when you're slowing down to make sure they understand this is when the appointment is booked, you're making an emphasis. So that's awesome. Good point. Thanks for helping somebody this week. You bet. Um, great job. Congratulations on your great week. I uh, know, I think it was just two weeks ago that you had 10,000, you had a big app, I know. So um, 
and so good job. You're bringing in some good premium. Look forward to seeing those paychecks coming in. Um, okay, well, let's see. Let's hear from your boy. You've hired um, a brand new agent, as you just said, a couple months in, Adrian Claxton. He's been a breath of fresh air for us all. It's always exciting to see somebody kind of newer come on board and become one of the top um, producers quickly because um, not everybody can do that. And that doesn't mean you are not destined for success here. Marty's story is very different, as he said, but some people do um, quickly rise to the top. And so we want to hear from you, Adrian. Uh, I'm so interested, yeah, to hear about your 415 dials, um, talking about, you know, raising the standard for those of us listening who aren't doing that. How did you do that? How many hours did that take for you? And how did you put that into your calendar and your schedule this week? That would be one thing I would love to hear from you. And um, of course, just any other tip that might help somebody this week, you wrote $8,643 off three applications. So are you with us this morning, Adrian? Yes, I am. I am. Hopefully you guys can hear me okay. Good morning. Um, thank you for, for having me on. I, I, uh, I got to say, you know, I, this environment that we're in, um, you know, with everyone on this team, and the support that we have, I think is huge. Um, that's one thing that, you know, I got to say, I learned from all you guys. Um, I, I don't, you know, I go out in the field and, and I just try to emulate everything that I hear. Um, and I have some great support here in the Seattle area, you know, Joe and Tani, um, my, 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 my directs and, and, you know, they're there for me. They have my back. And there's other people here in this area that do too. And so I'm really fortunate and grateful for that. Um, gratitude <laughs> goes a long way with me because without all that support, I don't, I don't really know what I would be doing in this business. But, um, you know, one of the things that I, I, I really learned this week, um, and, and that'll lead into all these dials, is just, you know, I've really learned that consistency and, and intention and purpose really does pay off. Um, you know, you, you asked me about, the hours that it took me to dial, you know, 415 dials this week, it was about eight hours. Um, and, 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 you know, it, that was spread out through, you know, I would say, let's see, there was one, there was one day where my, my dial count was really low. So I had to make up for it the next day. But, um, you know, I, I, I really, I really think about when I'm dialing, you know, what is it I'm trying to accomplish? What am I trying to do? And obviously, you know, we're trying to, we're trying to, you know, book as many appointments as we can, sit on as many of those as we can so that, you know, our, our app count can go up. And I had a real good conversation last week with Bruno um, on, you know, my activity and, and my numbers and the tracker and just kind of learning from him and just listening to him. He, he kind of challenged me and said, hey, you know, this is what you need to do to, to, to really step this up. And, and I don't know if you know this, Heather, but I, I, I used to work in a bank um, up until two weeks ago. Um, I worked for a bank called Union Bank here in here in downtown Seattle. They uh, they forced me out of my job because they found out that I had an active state insurance license and that I was selling insurance. And so they basically gave me an ultimatum and said, "Hey, um, you could either you know quit this insurance business that you're doing, um, or we can you know we'll just force you to resign." And that was obviously that was a no brainer for me. I just said. Peace. See you later. Thanks for the opportunity, but I, I'm not going to just throw away a, a greater opportunity that will set up the rest of my life. So, um, you know, I knew going into, you know, a full-time schedule with the Alliance that I, I had to really had to really make some changes pretty quickly to, to see the results that I want to see. 
Um, and so, you know, consistency, you know, I'm learning that every week, you know, it's, it's, and I'll, I'll piggyback on what Joe said too, you know, getting up on those highs and, and, and staying up in those high, uh, those high emotions, you know, we can't do that, you know, and, and I, and I'm understanding that more and more, you know, we got to keep pushing and we got to keep pushing our business forward and, and doing the things that we need to do to, to, to see those results every single week. It's just, you know, it's just doing the work. Um, and so, and so that's the one thing that, you know, when I was out writing business, um, last week, I was just constantly in my mind. I'm like, okay, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to write the AP that I'm going to write this week, but what am I going to do next week? And I gotta, I gotta keep the dial count up. I gotta keep, you know, getting in front of people, you know, obviously the more sits, the more opportunities I have. And so that was just, you know, my main point of focus in the back of my mind um, while I was out there, you know, running business. You know, three weeks ago, I booked 10 appointments and sat one and wrote one application. And yeah, it was a little frustrating, but, you know, to me, it was like, it, it was a, it was a constant reminder, you know, I'll never forget that weekend. And, and, and Joey knows about that because we, we, we've talked about that, but that was something that, that I'll never forget. And I don't want to forget it because I don't want to ever be in that spot. So that kind of pushes me to, to keep moving forward too. Um, it's those times, you know, in those moments where you, you realize kind of where you come from. Um, and so, you know, Hey, I got a lot to learn in this business, but I, I one thing I do know is that, um, you know, this whole system works if we do. So that's really all I got to say about that. I, I want to thank, you know, each and every one of you guys that, that have poured into me, um, and, and the opportunity to let me hear what you guys do and how you guys do it, because that really gives me the, the, the motivating factor to go out there and do the same thing. So, um, thank you. Can I help you? Sure would like to. If you're an agent with us, please go to timewithfits.com. That's timewithfitz.com to schedule a time when I can help you directly. Just pick a topic, pick a time, and we'll meet. If you're not an agent with the Fitz Group, I encourage you to go to thefitzgroup.org slash contact. Again, that's thefitzgroup.org slash contact and send us a message. See you next week.